Uh, so if we could start the introductions with Sam. Hi, I'm Sam Ock, and I'm going to be playing Daphne. Hello, I'm Michael Smallwood, and I'll be playing Fred. Hello, my name is Caroline Amos, and I will be playing Velma. Hi, I, uh, this is Vern. I'm playing Shaggy. What's up, everyone? Scott Thomas. I'm playing Charles Manson. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Kevin Lanigan. I will be reading for the part of Scooby-Doo. Uh, and I will also be reading the stage directions. Uh, what you're about to see and hear uh, is a work of parody and transformative fair use. It combines real events with a fictional cartoon show. There will be no intermission. Act one, scene one, a spooky old house. You might recognize it from every single episode of the Scooby-Doo cartoon. The Scooby gang, Fred, Daphne, Velma, and Shaggy creep in. Scooby is a real dog that struggles to be understood. Scooby on stage will be a puppet. Zoinks, man. Like, this is like a bad idea. Raha, rhyme reared. Easy, gang. We don't know this house is haunted. Like all the other ones, which have been haunted. Approximately 98% of the residences we visited have been falsely identified as haunted. FX, a spooky noise goes bump in the night. Though that does leave a notable 2%. But that means there's a 2% chance we'll catch this ghost. Freddy, those are bad odds. Man, like I got a 102% chance of getting out of here right now. Re too. Shaggy turns to run and Daphne grabs his collar. Jinkies, not one of you is good at math. What we're very good at is solving mysteries. Like the mystery of how our van broke down outside this spooky old ranch house. Besides that one. Slowly, a spooky ghost approaches from off. Well, let's split up and look for clues. To what? There's no ghost yet. Huh? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I guess there isn't. Uh, well, give it a second. There usually is. You can't solve a crime that doesn't exist. Is leaving here a crime? Like, if so, I am guilty. Rock re rock. I solved it! There is no ghost! Shaggy turns around and is face to face with a spooky ghost. Are you okay? Do I need to get an oxygen tank? Jinkies, run for it! A classic Scooby chase sequence ensues set to suitably cheesy music that is very cheap to license. It is always unclear who is chasing who, who is currently winning, and where they're supposed to be going. At the end of all this, it's actually Velma somehow wearing the ghost costume, glasses on the outside, and the unveiled man returns to center stage. It's famed crazy person, Charles Manson. There he is, grab him. The Scooby gang ropes up Charlie and gets him in a chair. Caught you red-handed. Why are you sneaking up on us like that? Hey, why are you in my house, man? Thanks. Like, why are we here? Rear rest rassers. We're chasing us around. It's my house. I can do what I want. I, I'm an innocent man in a ghost costume. Innocent people don't run. Coming from the fellas chasing after him. <laughs> man, innocent people sound dumb. Like, he's right. We're in his house. Let's untie him. Fine, with trust that there will be no more ghost business. They untie this assuredly innocent man. Yeah, whatever I gotta do to get these damn rope chains off of me. <laughs> I like you, skinny man. You're like me, you're on the same trip, man. My gang isn't normally this rough. Ah, shit, man, mine is. Name's Norville. Norville? 
man, you ain't like no normal I ever seen. You're like a shaggy. Shaggy? I think I like that. Ding. Raggy? Well, I'm Fred. That's me. Velma. Yeah, those all seem right. So what do you what do you all do? Burglars? We solve mysteries. Ah, shit, man. Me too. You're a detective? He is not. Nah, man. Mysteries of the universe. Life mysteries, man. God real? Chicken? Or the egg? What women want? Unsolvable. It's not. Ding. Ah, damn. That is the oven. I'll be back with you cats in a second. I'll piece of bagel. Like, I love pizza bagels. You and me, we smoke from the same joint. <laughs> Charlie scurries off. I like him. Of course you do. He's... When you're... So dumb. He seems like a swell guy. They all do. Kindly men with no jobs that live in otherwise abandoned places. And they put on a mask and scare you away from treasure. Treasure? This guy does not have treasure. He barged in on his property, man. I think we're the man, man. Shaggy, don't be ridiculous. We're not the man. Oh, yeah? Then when's my bedtime? 10 o'clock. Charlie re-enters. Man, like, when's your bedtime? Um, man, I don't have a bedtime. I do all the drugs I want, expanding my mind to the cosmos, and at some point, like, I fall asleep all curled up in the cabinet or something. We are not the man. We have a van. Most of what we do is get people arrested. All the clues point to us being the man. Van? Ain't got a van. Dog? Ain't got a dog. We love. Yeah, the man definitely have sex. Makes more man. <laughs> like, man, you're the only person we've met on our travels that makes any sense to me. Oh, who you met, man? Just an endless cavalcade of goons, wretches, misers, and creeps. Vile men, and it is usually men, who are so overcome with greed or jealousy that they see no recourse beyond dressing up as some sort of garish creature. Usually it's to scare people off from money or land. And we always solve the case. Case? Well, that sounds like people just looking after their own. Just trying to get theirs. Oh, you really are the man. <laughs> 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 I, I think I, like, found a kindred spirit. Raggy? Sure. Hey, I got some drug dust stuck in my belly button. You want to help a brother out? Huh? What's your name? Name's Charles Manson. Lightning crack. I was once a youth on my own, just like you folks. And now juvie, playing music on the street for cash. I try to join the Beach Boys. They are missing out. Now I live here. Fine ranch, not spelled with a W, but we like to think so, huh? <laughs> fucking, we do a lot of fucking here. Who's we? Oh, there's lots of girls that live here. Uh, squeaky, sexy, Sadie, fat Patty. You do not call someone fat Patty. I was going to call Patty as fat. Patty. Y'all too uptight. It just seems demeaning. Spoken like a true man. Fred looks at his hands like he is a monster. Yeah, they used to film movies up here. Bonanza, but uh, I'm making the best movie at all. What's that? A work in progress. Now, you should stay a while. The drugs is fresh. The tunes are tuned. And the sex is something that happens. 
pass. Cruise downtown for a while, kick it upstairs for a spell. I don't know. Well, like, let's not be rude to our host. Like, let's just check it out. Real rare re-racks? Would, would the man check it out? My man. Then I shall check it out. Fred and Daphne depart downstage left, Shaggy and Velma downstage right. Only Charlie and Scooby remain. Your cats are out of control. Rats? Where? (laughs) You're crazy. You're a trip, man. Rhyme? Rot? A ran? Rhyme a rog? Man, man. It's semantical. You're a rog. I'm a rat. <laughs> you smoke dog. Charlie holds a joint up to Scooby's lips. Ah, I guess not. Well, I won't hold it against you. Dogs do dog stuff. People do people stuff. As long as you don't mind that I shed in the yard, do. <laughs> Shaggy reappears. Like, who are you talking to, man? No, man. <laughs> Zoink, Scoob, like, there you are. Shaggy plops down next to Scoob. Hope you don't think, like, it's totally lame for us to cart this dog around. He's totally my best friend. He talks a lot, but nobody else listens to what he says. Okay, man, A-okay, you ride that wave. He's good company. Got a, a lot of ideas. Thanks, Charlie. You're far out, man. Thanks, Rarley. You're welcome, Scoob. Charlie offers Scooby the joint one more time. Shaggy and Scooby return downstage right. Two scenes unfold side by side. Fred and Daphne in the bedroom and Shaggy and Velma in the living room. Charlie is all wrong. Fred, if you don't stop with all of this man business, you won't be getting any chaste pecks on the cheek from me tonight. Oh, Daph. And we won't hold hands for a whole week. Oh, Daph, don't say that. Like, I'll, I'll quit. He just... Grinds my gears is all. Oh, Freddy. What grinds my gears is our vow of mutual abstinence. Just one more month until we're all done with the whole thing. Let's get some sleep, Daffy. I'll be right with you, Bugs. Elma, why don't you trust Charlie? He's been, like, really nice to us. Perhaps it's his doggish fixation with drugs. Perhaps it's that Daphne and I have been under ocular scrutiny since we came in. Or maybe it's that he resides on a spooky, secluded ranch with more than a slight air of mental unrest. Like, Velma, you're paranoid. That paranoia has solved over 200 cases in all 50 states, six continents, and two oceans. All you care about is mysteries, man. Mystery is the spice of life. Solution only more so. We always catch the guilty party. But you never want to party with the innocents. Man, I'm gonna go, like, raid the kitchen. Come on, Scoob. Shaggy picks up Scooby and walks back to Charlie. Hey, 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 my man from another man. Papa Squat. Like, man, I am starving. You're in luck, man. I'm riding that same high, busting out the good cuisine. Bacon burger, covered in saltwater taffy, hot sauce, and what's like. A slice? Like, I want to eat its twin. <laughs> Dig in, man. It's out of sight. Shaggy digs in. Like, man, this is a strong burger. Or met. I'm sure you all got burgers like this all the time, riding around in a van like that. Like, I wish. 
The rest of the gang are straight edge. Zoinks, man. That's just terrible. I mean, we, we get high on my bus every day. Like, you drive around in a school bus? I do. A crew has to have a vehicle that is theirs. Big black school bus for me and the pussy posse. You gotta dig it, man. We just eat grub, eat edibles, and eat out chicks, man. Well, I'm not much for chicks, but like, I'll take on those first two. <laughs> uh huh. Like an edible Scooby snack. Like, Scoob? You can talk? I could always talk. But, like, now you're understood. You didn't know he could talk like that, man? Shit, I mean, he spoke to me when you first got here. Scoop, is that true? Uh-huh. Like, why do you never talk to me like this, Scoob? You're, like, my best friend. And you're my best friend, Shaggy. Shaggy and Scooby hug. Aw, oh, don't take it too hard now. And people just like talking to me. I'm a real personable guy. I'm a real hit with the chicks, man. I got... One, two, three, five of the show here in my beck and call. You could too, man. Like, man, you won't let it go. I'm okay. Just me and my scoop. We're best friends. That's beautiful. I never had a friend like Scoob, but friends like a Scoob are always welcome with me and mine. Always a spot on the bus for good people like you. Like, I'd like that. Scooby dooby doo. Lights down on Shaggy and Charlie, lights up on Fred and Daphne. Daph, this place is a trap. Fred, you're being a child. I'm not thrilled with the state of it, but Charlie has been, been nothing but welcoming to us, which is more than I can say for you. You're calling me unreasonable in this house with that man and all this? The mystery machine isn't exactly seaworthy. It's decrepit. They shot movies here, Fred. You're talking like a real elitist. Spoken like- Don't say it. Spoken like the man, Fred. I'm gonna walk away from this conversation. While I'm gone, I'm gonna try and forget all this happened. And if I can't, you're going to apologize. Fred leaves, lights out on Daphne, lights up on Charlie. Fred enters. Hey, man. You're looking spiffy ever to bed, man. Man's image is important. Oh, sure. Hope not. They forgot to give me a good one. <laughs> hey, hey, friend. How do I look? Charlie poses. You look a lot like Charles Manson. Oh, damn, man. That's the nicest thing you'll say all night. Mm. You're uptight for a man who drives a van. I have to be put together. Someone has to keep this organization going. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The hell is your organization? Mystery Incorporated. Four modern teens and their lovable mutt touring the world and solving mysteries. Uh, bonafide business model that you um, you make a lot of money solving crimes. Not crimes, mysteries. You get, you get paid for that. Keep you in your hot and cold running mascots. Enough. I got a mystery for y'all. Do I want to know? Yeah, man. I'm real itchy. Could you, uh... Oh, Lord! <laughs> I'm just joshing you, Freddy. <laughs> you don't gotta see my butt. I do have a real mystery for you, though. What dastardly evil crook in a mask put that stick up a little bit? 
Wait, wait, Fred, real one. Who killed the people in Los Angeles tonight? What's Fred really all about? What's Fred really stand for? How much could he actually care about these mysteries? How much could a woodchuck of a woodchuck could chuck chuck? Lights out on Charlie, lights up on Shaggy and Velma. Shaggy enters, talking to his Scoob. Like, Scoob, I think we've just had, like, a life-changing experience. Rahul, Rahul, reverie the rame. You got that right, Scoob, old buddy. Shaggy, are you talking to Scooby? Like, Velma, I'm not just talking to Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo's talking, too. Rah! Right, Rock! Whatever you say, Shaggy. I think you're a little road-weary. Like, Velma, you don't believe me. Scooby's a dog. His talking's as real as all the ghosts and goblins we go up against. Oh, Shag. Did Charlie ghost you? No, man. My mind is, like, wide open. That's the only clue I need. Easiest mystery I ever solved. I'm gonna have a go chat with Charlie. Like, Vel, maybe he'll change your outlook, too. We'll see, Shaggy. Lights out on Shaggy, up on Charlie. Charlie is rooting around through the clutter, searching for something. Velma enters. Cluttered house, cluttered mind, Charlie. Oh, Velma, you got a lip on you. You do, in fact. Many do. You just seem a little scattered. Man, Velma, I'm so out of my mind that I like, I don't even see this stuff on the floor. I just like see through the, where's the fucking pipe? Earlier you said there were people that lived here? Oh, yeah. I got a whole bunch of chicks here. They don't mind the clutter? Oh, mind it. Chicks caused it, man. Everybody likes to see chicks feel neat, but they're messier than me. Somehow I doubt that. Met these chicks. I'd love to. Where are they? They're out. Where are they, Charlie? I sent them out, man. I told them to go and do something they never forget us for. Someone says, Manson girls made an impact. That's what they do. That's what Charlie does. Your girls take orders from you like that? You better believe they do. Got them wrapped around my little penis. So you're in a relationship with these girls? Yeah, we have relations, yeah. Which one? Oh, all of them. They bonds together, baby. Ain't no bond stronger than that. Except uh, maybe between a boy and his dog. Yes, I was going to just segue to that. Uh, what did you give Shaggy? That's a cool cat. I agree. What did you give him, Charlie? In the burger. What kind of burger? Mm. That's it? No funny business? No, straight up burger, cheese, taffy, hot sauce. You can buy that one at McDonald's. And somehow, I don't believe you. Oh, well, I'm true, all right? Shit, man. Uppity. You've been very generous to let us stay in your home, and I thank you for that. But you're hiding something. Several somethings. And if you dosed my friend without his knowledge, I will call in every favor I have and bring them all down on you. Well... I was going to offer you a spot on the couch as one of my girls, but you spent all that. I don't think you'd fit in. I don't think I would either. Good night. Velma leaves, lights out on Charlie, up on Fred and Daphne. Daph, I don't think I can make it through the night here. This place is driving me insane. He is driving me insane. Freddy, I've never seen you like this. I don't like it. Well, get used to it. As long as we're here with him, this is the Fred you're getting. I'm going for a walk, Fred. Well, all right, let me grab my, uh... Without you. But I can protect you, Daphne. Daphne! Danger-prone Daphne! Daphne leaves, out on Fred, lights up on Charlie. 
I'm picking up good vibrations. Good, 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 good vibrations. Daphne enters. You know, I was almost a beach boy. You might have mentioned something about that. Talk about it too much. Never wanted something real bad. Think everybody has. Charlie moves to his record player. It's true. It, it seemed like this way out of this life. Charlie's life. Uh, an actual Charles Manson song starts playing. You know, mom and pop gave up on me when I was real little. On my own when I was 12, I went to juvie. I got in trouble for fucking a guy. Huh. I gotta let go, I found my way here. Found music, I, I heard these Beach Boys and all I wanted was in. I gave them this tape. They wouldn't have me. You're a very open person. You're a listener, D. You and Shag, you listen to people. You want to get to know them. You're people, people. Out in my mouth, you both hear me out. Velma listens, but only to see if she can get you to crack. Fred, don't listen to nobody. Do we? He does what he can. Yeah. No, he doesn't listen. Most of the time when I'm talking, it feels like I'm just talking to an ascot. He puts himself on this high horse like he's some great leader, but a real leader listens. He takes notes and weighs the odds. Fred doesn't weigh anything except me. We just do what Fred says. We drive where Fred says and stop at the places where he wants to stop at. We take on cases Fred sees as worthwhile. We split up and look for clues how Fred says. And eventually, you just get tired of following somebody else's rules. Guess I've never said all that out loud. How'd you do that? I ain't talked in a minute. That's all you need. I just want people to see themselves as they want to be seen. That's Charlie's way. Charlie hands Daphne a joint. She smokes up. That's <laughs> how you do it with Charlie Manson. <laughs> Sounds nice for a while. You can have it every day. Every day is a lot of days, Charlie. I doesn't want to get fucked every day. You think Fred could do that? Do you think Fred has that kind of performance in him? More performance anxiety? That's enough. I got five girls who all testify to my performance. That is far, far more than enough. Yeah, I'm a little wild. Yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, I made a different stuff than most folks. Oh, yeah, but you had most folks. You had me? Tonight is not going to go how you'd like it to go. Tonight? I'm playing the long game. I got a wide berth. Whole of our lives in the rearview mirror. The car is in reverse. Times I can't think straight. Like most times I can't drive straight. Never piss straight. I'll wear shoes in the bathroom. I've been with Fred forever. Before forever. Sometimes it feels like decades. Sometimes it feels all new. But I'm with Fred. Velma, Shaggy. Scooby. The dog. Let's play Would You Rather. I'd rather not. How about Truth or Dare? Shoot. Truth or Dare. 
Truth. Would you rather have security and bondage or worry when you run free? I. Shaggy enters with Scoop. Like, Death, you're up late. Shaggy. Thelma was really letting me have it. And I was all like, zoinks. And like, I like stepped out, man. Well, Thelma's not always the easiest person to share a room with. Oh, no. Huh? Look at Charlie's surprise face. She's still our friend, Charlie. My best friend. Back, peace, love. That's what Charlie's all about. Uh huh. That's right. Who said that? That's my dog. The thinking scoop. No, no, no. Which one of you said that? Rich Bree, Raphne, Ruby, Dooby Doo. What the hell? Daphne moves face to face with Scooby. Right, Raphne? Shaggy? Since when can he talk? Like, I think I'll let Scoob answer that one. Scooby-Doo? The dog? Since when can you talk? Right, Rude Rollray's rock. Riley Ranson, Ravery, or Royce. Charlie Manson gave me a voice. Voice for the voiceless, singer for the mute. That's old Charlie. Is this a bad trip? Shaggy, is this what it feels like when drugs go bad? Like your world is slipping away and somehow nothing makes sense and your friends are enemies and your enemies are friends? Zoinks, Daph. Like, maybe you should lay down. I'm not going to lie down. I'm going to walk out this door and, and keep walking until I'm in the ocean. Like, Death, slow down. Just tell me what's going on. I thought we had it, Shaggy. Like who? You and Fred? Yes. And you. And Velma. And I guess Scooby, too. Oh, so it's that kind of thing. We were all friends. We had a perfect dynamic. There was nothing we couldn't solve. I thought there was nothing we couldn't solve. Then Charlie asks me a few questions and I just don't even understand what we're doing here anymore. The whole structure of my life just fell over. Sounds like an okay trip to me. Yeah, Charlie's just like looking out for us. We can trust him. He's opened our eyes. He gave Scooby-Doo a voice he's never had. Fred and Vilma have done a lot for us. Charlie's done a lot for us, too. He's our new friend, and sometimes you, like, need a new friend to show you things your old friends couldn't. Never steered me wrong before, Shag. I got a lot more where that came from. Hey, let's three go outside, eat some more, throw some axes around, have us a real nice evening. I even baked into some Scooby snacks. Charlie produces a bag of Scooby edibles and our gang walks outside. Daphne hangs back for a second, but acquiesces. Ruby dooby doo! A soft palette of music plays. Fred and Velma enter come morning. They look around, finding no one. Velma switches on the radio, the lights go red, and the cacophony begins. Sounds, choppers, sirens, Charlie's music, news blotter. 
five found dead at 10050 Cielo Drive. Again, that's bodies identified as murder victims in high Los Angeles. Those dead include coffee heiress Abigail Folger, internationally renowned hairstylist Jay Sebring, and actress Sharon Tate, wife of director Roman Polanski, who was pregnant with a child at the time of the murder. Ladies and gentlemen, I... The LAPD are open for any leads that might lead to the perpetrators of these horrible murders at 10050 Cielo Drive late last night. That number is... And Fred switches off the radio. Fred. It's real bad, Velma. It's disgusting. She was pregnant and she was murdered. A whole room full of people. Glad our mysteries aren't like that. It was a bunch of famous people, rich people, probably drug related. I don't think so, Fred. Sharon Tate was pregnant. She wouldn't have been doing much of anything. It was a loving couple, a famous hairstylist. There was an 18-year-old kid, all killed at a big, beautiful house in the Los Angeles Hills. That doesn't seem like a drug feud. So you're saying it was personal? Perhaps. The rich and famous accrue a healthy amount of jealousy. A, strong, a grudge strong enough to get a pregnant woman killed. Charlie enters. Hey, you folks up early. You're not headed out yet. Not till Shaggy and Daphne are back. Have you seen them, Charlie? Well, we was hanging out last night. I, I haven't seen so much of them this morning. Where are they, Charlie? <laughs> man. Stop with the man stuff and just tell me. I was just going to tell you, man. I don't know where they are. Fred raises a fist, looks at Charlie for a second, and lowers it. <sighs> Folks, remind me of why I left home. I couldn't do all that shit anymore. I went Frisco way. Left a bunch of folks that didn't care about Charlie, bunch of juvie folks didn't want to care about Charlie, and I got mine. They're the best friends I ever had. I slept in the park, and we lived on the streets, and my hair got a little longer, and I started playing my music, and people liked my music, and people smiled at me and put their arms around me and hugged me. I didn't know how to act. That just took me away. It grabbed me up, man, that there were people that are real. You're not real. Imitation. People, people spam this. Charlie real. House real, bus outside real. Lamp real, 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 man. Fan outside real. People in this house, half real. Something. Charlie's people. Real, 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 real. We get it. Now tell us where our friends are. You ain't got no friends. Fred lunges for Charlie, but Velma catches him. Whoa, 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 whoa. hey, I did not need this. I was, we nice enough to welcome you into Charlie's home. This is how you thank Charlie's hospitality. Charlie, this doesn't have to be complicated for you. There's a simple answer to this question, and you have it. I know you do, Charlie. You look around. You look around me, not at me. You never come out with a flat-out no. You dodge and duck and weave. You talk about anything but, but I can read you, Charlie. Like the books you never touch. Just point us to Daphne and Shaggy. We'll collect them and be on our way. Fred and I will never bother you again. Charlie doesn't move. But if our friends can't be found... If something has happened to Daphne or Shaggy or Scooby, Charlie, if our friends can't be found, then Charlie, 
You have never met anyone with as much force as Velma Dinkley. You cannot run. You cannot hide. You will never be able to cover your tracks enough to hide from me. I can solve any mystery, Charlie. Don't make me solve this one. They laugh. Charlie walks out the front door. I am going to wring his hippie neck. I'll beat you to it, but we need him to cooperate, at least until we can find out where Daff and Shaggy are. They could be anywhere. Well, uh, we are mystery solvers. Nope, I'm way ahead of you. I'm piecing together what happened last night as we speak. Velma pulls a letter from wherever Velma's pockets are. I found this letter written by one Sadie Mae Glutz. I presume that's one of Charlie's women. Straight from the horse's mouth, Velma. That's genius. All right, let's, let's see how they really feel about it. It appears to be a middle page of a long letter. I couldn't find any of the others. Not that I believe anyone can find anything in this place. Just read it, Velma. I have to know. <clears throat> and when he was through singing, I wanted to get some attention from him, and I asked him if I could play the guitar. And he handed me the guitar, and I thought, I can't play this. And then he looked at me and said, you can play it if you want to. Now, he had never heard me say, I can't play this. I only thought it. So when he told me I could play it, it blew my mind because he was inside my head. And I know at that time that he was something that I'd been looking for. And I went down and I kissed his feet. That's very New Testament of her. A day or two later, Charlie came back and asked me to go for a walk. And when we walked a couple of blocks to another house, he told me he wanted to make love to me. Well, I acknowledged the fact that I wanted to make love with him, and he told me to take off my clothes, so I uninhibitedly took off my clothes, and there happened to be a full-length mirror in the room, and he told me to go over and look at myself at the mirror. I didn't want to do it, so he took me by my hand and stood me in front of the mirror, and I turned away, and he said, go ahead and look at yourself. There is nothing wrong with you. You are perfect. You have always been perfect. He asked me if I have ever made love with my father. I looked at him and kind of giggled and I said, no. And he said, have you ever thought about making love with your father? I said, yes. And he told me, all right, when you are making love, picture in your mind that I am your father. And I did. I did so. And it was a very beautiful experience. Before I met Charles Manson, I was lacking something, but then I gave myself to him, and in return for that, he gave me back to myself. He gave me the faith in myself to be able to know that I am a woman. I think I might be sick. I'll be right there with you. It's fanatical. It's, it's not normal. I know, Fred. But we might lose them, Velma. We might lose the only people in the world that I care about. No, I know, I know, Fred, I know. But what do, you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Because for the first time, I have nothing. We gotta find them. Fred, we can't leave. If, what if they come back? They'll think we abandoned them or worse. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the van and I'm looking for them. Fred, don't leave me alone. Fred, don't leave me alone. Velma chases Fred to the door, but Fred slams it and is gone. Velma is alone. She ambles around, every shadow a threat, and she turns on the radio to fill the air. The sick fugitives responsible are still at large. More on this story as details emerge. Switching over now to sanitation news. Velma pulls out a notepad and begins writing. She searches details, peculiarities. Strange happenings are afoot in the rodent community. 
Residents of the greater Los Angeles area may have noticed our small furry friends behaving oddly the last 24 hours. They've been described as abnormally lazy and quite hungry, leading experts to say this is related to a citywide drug flush that has occurred in the wake of the terrible murders at 10050 Cielo Drive. There's no telling what impact this will have on the underground community or these stoner rats. More on this story as it develops. Velma picks up a Polaroid photo. It's displayed on a rear projector. A photo of a wall written in blood is Helter Skelter Pigs. In other news, startling numbers are emerging out of the protection community. An unprecedented number of home security systems were ordered this morning. Local proprietors are having trouble meeting the demand of the 500% increase in sales, which is to say nothing of weapons sales. And Velma switches the radio off. Ew. What does it mean? Think, Velma, think. Velma Dinkley never backs down from a mystery, no matter how vile. It's impossible to discern from these low-resolution photographs what this writing is composed of. The natural assumption is blood, but who can say? The condiment, perhaps? Tar? But the natural assumption is blood. Pigs is easy, slang word for the police, meant to hurt, degrade, amusing of anti-authoritarianism, the powerless taking of some modicum of control over their oppressors. None of those slain at 10050's Salio Drive were police officers. A hairstylist, a coffee heiress, and a pregnant starlet? What would pollute a mind to believe that this would strike a blow to the police force? Is it to humiliate them, to show their incompetence? Helter Skelter, a nonsense word meant to evoke a feeling of being tossed hither and yon. The popular Beatles song, of course, refers to the feeling of a child going down a playground slide. What could it possibly have to do with these horrible crimes? These pieces do not fit together. They don't coalesce. Each piece seems to belong to a different mystery. Mysteries have solutions. You put the disparate pieces together and get a clear picture. A piece of tattered fabric leads you to the costume of the big league ghost who is trying to rig tonight's event results in favor of his gambling debts. But with this, there's nothing. It's random. Charlie enters. Talking to yourself make you feel better. It helps me process. It helps me more than talking to you. That's insulting. Charlie insulted. Charlie sits down, pops out a ukulele, and strums. I'm over it. Cease to exist, just come and say you love me. As I say I love you, or should I say I love me, my love in you. This little spoken word section by one of my girls. And the word kill, the only thing that dies is the ego. All ego must die anyway, as it is written. Yes, it could have been your house. It could have been my father's house. Also, in killing someone physically, you are releasing the soul. Life has no boundaries. And death is only an illusion. If you can believe in the second coming of Christ, Manson is who he came to save. Manson. I came, Maura. Enough! Stop! If you have done anything to my friends, to Daphne, to Shaggy, to Fred, to Scooby-Doo, I will bring the full force of the law against you. I will bring in every expert, all my favors. 
Mystery Inc. is world famous. We have saved people, their lives and their money the world over. A lot of powerful people are very grateful to Velma Dinkley and her friends and will stop at nothing to pay us back for our time. I have Richard Nixon's phone number. Scoob is friends with checkers. Lawyer up, Manson. Lawyers play with people and I am a person I don't want to be played with in this matter. Most lawyers are only interested in one thing, publicity. What fresh hell? The lights change, single spot, time jump. Charlie steps forward, hands clasped as if in chains. Lawyers sound good from up there, but not from here, Your Honor. I am in a difficult position. The news media has already executed and buried me. The president himself spoke out against me as I have informed the jury. I'm dead to rights. If anyone is hypnotized, the people are hypnotized by the lies that are told to them. There is no attorney in the world who can represent me as a person. I have to do it myself for all my life. As long as I can remember, I have taken your advice. Your faces have changed, but it is the same court, same structure. Hmm. All my life, I've been put into little slots, Your Honor, and I went along with it. I have no alternative but to fight. You're back in any way I know because you and the district attorney and all the attorneys I've ever met, you are on the same side. The police are on the same side and the newspapers are on the same side. And it's all pointed against me. And I haven't changed my mind. These murders were done, but not by my hand. The lights resume and Charlie rejoins Velma. I'm sure your people will be back sometime soon. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. Their hands will be clean, just like mine. Velma moves downstage quickly, making for the bedroom. Friends haven't killed anybody. They haven't made decisions they cannot take back, ruin their futures, forsaken their past, same as you left them, same as they ever was. Persecuted, beset, besmirched, bedraggled. Door slam. Velma is safe, separated from Charlie. Charlie laughs himself away. <laughs> Velma sits down, the sun sets, the sun rises. Bedraggled, Velma gets up. She tries to collect herself. It's not happening. Charlie sets up outside the doorway with a ramshackle tray. You hungry, Velma? Uh, yeah, I ain't eating sometime. Got to come out sometime. Gonna piss. Charlie, I ain't here to tell you what to do. He just knows what you gotta do. No void in that. Don't make me pick up after you now. I don't like to clean. It's um, women's work. Since there ain't no woman here right now, the place must just stay dirty, <laughs> covered in Velma. <laughs> Fred enters through the window. Oh, your boy Fred left me a trap. Rope tied to a washing machine was supposed to, to drop a net on me if I tugged it. <laughs> Dumbass, man. Fred and Velma both put their fingers to their lips to tell each other to be quiet. Well, I don't got all day. Gotta sit down there and wait for all our friends to come home. They'll be happy to see me. Charlie leaves. Fred is silent. Fred, thank God. What did you find out? Fred, Charlie's gone. We can talk. Fred? Please talk to me. 
after a while. They were sober. Sober. Fred, what are you what are you talking about? Fred? The drug nuts here on the ranch. <laughs> they can't do the dishes without LSD, but they were sober for the murders. They made sure they were sober. Fred, who did you talk to? Did they say why? We called it Helter Skelter. The last war on the face of the earth. It would be all the wars that have ever been fought built one on top of the other. That's that's what they wanted. What about our friends? I don't know. but I think they did it. Darkness, Fred and Velma off. The screen shows a change, 1969 becomes 1970. Over darkness. In the wake of the fleet of arrests surrounding the murders at 10050 Cielo Drive and others, beach boy Dennis Wilson has received numerous death threats for his role the band played in. It slowly fades out as the lights come up on Charlie bound in a police interrogation room. He's humming California Girls. Charlie's still in here. I don't want to be in here no more, truth be told. Very much like to get out. Bathroom's calling. I'm going to start doing the potty dance if you're not careful. <laughs> All right. Pigs, I know what they are. I know they belong to me. Charlie, the rights, man. You got to feed me. Charlie gotta eat. I won't give, uh, give Charlie some of them mashed potatoes. Like, I'm like a big old pile of mashed potatoes. Smother those things in gravy or, or give me like a titty to suck. I ain't picky. Let me smoke a joint or something. I'm, um, Jesus. Um, Jesus Christ, I am the Messiah and I'm judging you pigs. I'm judging each and every one of you. <laughs> I hope you like the smell of bacon, sizzling, because you piggies are going to hell. Pointer finger at judgment. Is looking for someone to judge. Thelma enters. She's prepped for interrogation and is holding a magazine. Charlie, you made it on the cover of Life magazine. They don't make a death magazine. It makes sense for I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Impressive. I didn't know someone could so lower the standards of Life magazine. You show that cover with a lot of photos of mountains. Trying to get inside my head, Velma? There's nothing to get inside of. Ha! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sharp as a whip. No wonder you are the only one left. Brains in that head. Your head has a swastika on it. Started as an X. Well, that must be an interesting story. Rolling Stone magazine got a hold of one of your albums. I made the cover of that too. Manson's album is extremely derivative. Somewhere along the line, Manson has picked up a pretty good guitar beat. Nothing original about the music. Overall judgment, a moderately talented amateur. Two stars. Always think of the now. No time to look back, no time to say how. That phrase, I've heard it before. Your girls keep saying it too as they await a guilty verdict for murder. Also with swastikas on their heads. Yeah, just a mantra Charlie has going way back. I don't mean nothing for the girls one way or the other. 
They do what Charlie tells them to do. Charlie, I don't need to hear this again. Fred steps behind the interrogation room glass. Uh, women don't have no power anyhow. Man's on top, me especially. Woman's got a real good chance of cleaning up after me, bearing kids, uh, keeping a strong white race going. Doesn't mean that getting an orgasm. I'll be back, Charlie. Stay comfortable. Thelma exits the room and joins Fred. Fred? This came from the Manson family ranch. Is it a ghost town? Worse. It's getting more popular. Tourists. A ghost tour meets maps to the stars. They're not tourists, they're believers. Charles Manson is being held in captivity to be tried for murder, and the Manson family is growing because of it. I stopped by a smoke shop on the way back. Here, have a free Manson t-shirt. Fred hucks the shirt to Velma. For the next time you want to treat yourself. Velma hands something to Fred. This is a credit card? It's Charles Manson's credit card. Who in their right mind would give this guy a line of credit? This arrived after Charlie was arrested. I don't know how he did it, but he got the application, filled it out with the address of the prison, including his cell, and got himself an impressive credit limit, all under the assumed name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Fred, we are in some uncharted waters here. And at least it's all incredibly public. When I came in, they told me Daphne was ready for questioning. If you can't do it, I... I, I can uh, do it. I have to know. We have a mystery to solve. Fred and Velma exit the room. Daphne waits in interrogation. She's uh, changed since last we saw her. She's part of the family now. Fred and Velma enter. Moments of silence and recognition. <clears throat> Miss Blake? Daphne. Detectives? I'm not a detective. I'm a consultant. I'm your friend. You can make this easy, Daphne. Easiest thing in the world. I can feel their vibrations. I can't talk freely to you because they might know what I'm saying. This room is vibration proof. New thing we're trying out here in law enforcement. Too many cases getting blown off. Vibrations. They're gonna know. Daphne, you don't have to tell us what you did. We can make what you did okay, but tell us what they did, what Charlie did. JC talks about revelation. There's this bottomless pit. Hopi Indians have it too. Charlie says the cave's under Death Valley and it leads to a sea of gold that the Indians know about. He says, JC, Charlie says that every tuned in tribe of people that's ever lived has escaped the destruction of their race by going underground and they're all living in a golden city where there's a river that runs through it of, of milk and honey and a tree that bears 12 kinds of fruit, a different fruit each month and you don't need to bring candles or any flashlights down there. He says it would all be lit up because, because the walls will glow and it won't be cold, it won't be too hot. There'll be warm springs and fresh water and people are already down there waiting for him. For us. Yeah, but Daph, that's total bullshit. I don't say it as well as Charlie does. He's a real good talker. 
Fred and I just spoke to him, but behind those words, Daphne, is nothing. He's a huckster. A cult leader. He's a murderer. He didn't kill anyone. We have reason to think otherwise. He does nothing himself. His people do it all for him. He doesn't do anything anybody could pin on him. All the women have been programmed to do exactly as he says, and they all have knives. He's got those girls so programmed that they don't even exist. They're a copy of him. Did you say they all have knives? It's true. Where have you been, Daphne? What's happened? Been with them. Bouncing around. Always back to the ranch, but we went all over the city. We were looking for more people to grow the family, spread JC's love, hitchhikers, lost people down by the coast. These people needed Charlie, and Charlie wanted to save them. Did he want to have them or have them? There were nights of love. We all get together. Especially when a new person came around. To the side of the action, Charlie climbs on a chair. This is outside our world, a simultaneous flashback. Family meeting, family meeting now. Family. We got a guest in our midst. Potential new member of our divine crew. How about we welcome them? As only my flock can. Her name is Abby. She's 13. Fuck them while they're young. <laughs> Orgies would happen about once a week. It always started with drugs. Grass or peyote or LSD, whatever we could get. Always doled out by Charlie. Charlie passes around the drugs like he's giving communion. All right, joy for you, my child. Here is your share and uh, yours and this one. No, no, this for Charlie. Charlie's <laughs> kept the least for himself and then he lead us. Charlie does his drugs and strips down naked. When he stripped, so would everybody else. All right. Lie down on the floor, everyone. Go go down there. Go down there. Twelve deep breaths now. And now. And now. There we go. Yeah, that's it. All together now. We are all in this together we're gonna to be in this together if you get me don't stop breathing now 10 11 12 now reach out now touch each other feel these bodies around you now susie you guys are moving over here now yep getting with dale you two nice couple oh you you can start looking at each other now Touching, kissing, that's all good. Good, good for you. No, whenever you're feeling up to it, you gotta get some fingers inside each other. And when you are ready, love, engage in love. Michael, get on top of Darla. There you get in there. You treat her like a lady now. You two, my children, doggy style, that is what you need. He was in total control. It was always what he wanted it to be. Death. Daph, Daph, you seem uncomfortable with your partner. Julia is with you. She's in the family. Make love to her. 
We have to throw away fear, Daphne. Strip it away. I give you a greater share of the drugs than I want your trip to defy even mine. I want the greatest love for my people. I want the greatest joy for my people. You are the followers of Charlie. But in so many ways, Charlie's gonna be following you. Following you love or Zion or Valhalla down under Death Valley will be our salvation, our land of milk and honey. Charlie's gonna take you there, but first, Charlie's gonna take you to an orgasm. I'll never forget those nights. I can't. Abby, Abby, you scared? Apprehensive? Have you ever been with a man before? Oh, well, that explains it. You're scared. Can't be scared, Abby. Let this family set you free. Well, I'll tell you what, Abby. I'm scared. I've I never been a man in public before. <laughs> no time like the present. Right, get on up here, Norville. Abby, this fellow's not much older than you. And, and to show you how not to be scared, he and I are gonna get real friendly. I watched it happen. Just what had happened to me. I watched Charlie so easily bring someone in, wrap them up in his world. Then she was one of his girls. Are we afraid anymore? Good, <laughs> good, now you're fearless. So let's show them how fearless you really are. You are coming of age. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Lights out on Charlie, the flashback ends. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you for telling us this. I'm not thanking you. Fred. Forgive me for not applauding some junky hippie sex. You better pig. Tell us another story, Daph. One that will actually help us. Tell us about the murders. People are dead and you're talking about orgies. Don't talk to me like that. Both of you calm down. Fred, leave the room. Someone is going down for this, Daphne, and it can be you or it can be them. Fred storms out. I'm sorry. I know, Valma. I don't agree with him, but we do need answers, Daphne. Tell me about Charles Millie's Manson. In the family, his middle name is Willis. Charles Will is man's son. We have the pieces, Daphne, but we don't yet know how they fit together. I can't find it. There's no motive. The tether isn't there. Only you can help us out. They'll kill me. No, they won't. Kill me, and that'll be the end of it. Daphne Blake, it's me. It's Velma. And if you have ever trusted me, you have to trust me now. They will not kill you. They won't even touch you. I will fight to the death for you. A poor choice of words, but we, we can choose here. Choose the way that can help most people. Wasn't that what all this has been about? Helping people? You've saved so many people to have. Don't let your last move be letting someone get hurt. They did it. All of it. Charlie? Did Charlie do it? No. 
He didn't do it. He had them do it. It was all his idea, Charlie's plan, Charlie's orchestration. He's responsible for everything. Thank you, Daphne. Guess you solved another mystery. Blackout on V&D lights up on a new scene, Shaggy in a chair facing the audience throughout. Charlie gradually takes on the pose of being crucified. Charles Manson was dreaming. He dreamed he was being crucified. Like, dying for his people. Our people. All he ever wanted was to lead his family to the land of milk and honey. Charlie wanted peace. But peace just wouldn't come. The fate of a savior. No rest for the weary while the wicked walk the earth. Helter skelter. And like all great men, Charlie turned his dream into a reality. He woke up feeling pains in his hands, like nails drove through him, plunging into a cross. And his feet, another great spike hung him there. And it was then Charles Willis Mann's son knew his duty. His fate was laid before him. You're witnessing the second crucifixion. Ain't that right, Scoob? That's right, Raggy. Rarley Ranson will rave us raw. Shaggy stands up. Fred puts him in handcuffs. Velma stands to meet him. They lock eyes. A spooky suit of armor. That was our first case together. Velma, like, you're making a mistake, man. I guess this is how it always ends, isn't it? The bad guy being taken away in handcuffs? Shag. You were always dragging down Mystery Inc. But now you're helping me up the ladder of the police force. This collar ought to put me in line for a promotion. Fred takes him away. Scooby remains behind. I'm not going anywhere, man. Not without my best pal, Scoob. Can't arrest a dog, Shag. Not yet, anyway. Scooby-Doo, when I get out, man, I'll find you. Stay alive for me, buddy. Raggy! Raggy, rum rack! It's okay, Scooby-Doo. I got you. Velma sits in a chair facing stage left. Scooby kneels by her side. Charlie has taken a seat facing stage right. They stare at each other until... Velma. Your last day as a free man. Hey, Scooby-Doo. Rarley. Scooby's coming with me now. I'll take care of him. A rescue dog, if you will. End of an era from Mystery Inc. It's the end of Mystery Inc. Big words from someone going to prison for life. People person, Velma. I won't be lonely. And you might. Jaggy's in the clink. Fred's a super pig. You got yourself a dog, though. And a new roommate. She likes purple. <sighs> Send her my regards. LPD. LAPD couldn't solve my case. Without you, they wouldn't even know there were dots to connect. Some things never change. When the war comes, maybe Daph will show you to the land of milk and honey. Let me know if she preys on me for Easter's. Well, there is one way these cases always end. 
Thelma gets up. She walks across the stage to Charlie. She grips his hair and pulls. How the hell? Just as I suspected. No mask. But you never know until you try. Velma and Scoob walk upstage where Daphne watches from the doorway. Another mystery solved. Ruby dooby doo! Hey. Scooby doo? Where are you? Castles of the vampire dreams. 